0: And welcome back to the second part of our Super, super Bowl preview show. Uh, Dara and Fionn here, and we're delighted to be joined by Jake Woolhead. He's finally come down off his high horse after chatting with his new best friend, Eric Weddle, during the week. How are you? Yeah, there, Jake?
1: I'm now at uh, top of the list. Now, I might be the most famous person on this podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's not really that it's hard. It's <laughs> not a high bar, man. <laughs> Fair enough, <laughs> yeah, okay congratulations although before we get to our next guest i must say a big thank you to all of our sponsors that we've had this season including horror estates garrett's butchers and of course uh mcgowan's pub in Fibs for their continued support throughout the year and no doubt we will um, be hooking up with them in the off season and for next season too and of course like i said we are really thankful for the support they've given us throughout the whole year whether it's prizes sponsorship whether it's been anything at all we, we are really really appreciative of that but let's uh let's welcome our next guest shall we what think do it yeah let's do it uh you probably know him from the rich eisen show we are delighted to welcome on chris brockman onto the show chris how
2: are you Fellas, what's happening? Jake, a quick question, gotta ask right out of the gate. Were you as mesmerized by Eric Weddle's beard as we are here in the state?
1: <laughs> I was that was like I had to almost pivot away from the question I wanted to ask him onto how he got his beard so well groomed it's perfect isn't it yeah
2: Yeah,
3: all all we have is dara's beard and that's just not the same thing at all
2: that's what jake got used to
3: it it's not not bad i mean i can't be throwing shade about beards now but i have to say i've seen (laughs) i've seen tidier efforts
2: yeah i used to be beard gang kind of back in the day and then uh you know you get you get yourself a lady you have a kid they're like clean it up clean it (laughs) It up (laughs) so you know i keep like i keep like five o'clock shadow non-stop because i just can't I can't go clean. I can't do it. Just can't <laughs> let go, man. I totally understand that. can go. Well, good, it's Jake. Worked. I'm glad you survived. It is a lot. It is a lot of work. A lot of it's upkeep. A lot you of got to get the oils. You got to shampoo. You got to condition. You got to. You constantly get the trimmer out to make I sure trim it a lot. Yeah, you're edged up. Like I don't have that kind of time now. I have a two year old. <laughs> like I got bigger things to worry about. <laughs>
0: Well, that's it. You have to make that decision where you shave it off or you just go full grizzly man and just let it go. You have to make <laughs> exactly. that decision when it
2: comes to it. Hey, Dara, much respect, man. You keep rocking
0: it. <laughs> so, well, uh, come back to me now in a couple of years when I have maybe a two-year-old of my own and then we'll see <laughs> yes. if I still have yeah. it, you know? We'll see. You'll have less
2: hair, that's for sure. On top.
0: <laughs> well, I, it'll definitely be grayer if I still have some anyway, for sure. <laughs> well, listen, thanks so much for taking the time to speak to us. We really appreciate it. I'm sure it's been hectic this week trying to get um, everything, um, it ready for the game on Sunday.
2: Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Cause like normally, you know, in the past we've been doing the show, this is year eight and you know, we didn't travel last year, but we traveled to all the other super bowls and you know, you're out of town, you're away from the family, you're away from the girlfriend. Like you're really just worried about like waking up on time, uh, getting to the set on time. And then once the show kind of takes care of itself, you're worried about, okay, where are we going to eat for lunch? Like, where are we going for dinner? And what Super Bowl party are we going to tonight? Don't, dr- don't, don't drink too much so I don't look hungover, you know, on camera the next day, a little extra makeup. But, like, this being a home game here, being in Los Angeles, we're based in Los Angeles, it's like, oh, I still got to do dad duties. I still have to come home and just kind of live my normal life. Oh, yeah, by the way, the whole football world is coming to our town because it's the biggest game of the season. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of weird. It's t- taking some adjustment. You know, of course, things are getting kind of back to normal. I don't know how it is where you guys are, but things are getting kind of back to normal here. So you got to worry about a little more people around, uh, a little more traffic out on the roads. But certainly Los Angeles is very excited to have this uh, big game on Sunday. And then, you know, not to mention the home team, the home team Rams are involved. So that's uh, added another element to the excitement as well what
0: would um, your Super Bowl routine normally be? Now, would you be a watching at home, maybe with a few beers, uh, maybe have a couple of friends over, or would you like to be going out for it?
2: You know, the funny thing is, all the ones that we've been to, I only actually went to the game one time, and that was because uh, we were in Minnesota, and we were kind of staying to do a show that Monday before heading out on our set there in Minneapolis. So I did go to that game. It happened to be... A really exciting game Patriots Eagles Eagles uh, get their first championship but normally I would kind of we do the big party thing Saturday night and then I'd be on the first thing smoking Sunday morning to make sure I got home in time so I could just kind of relax at home unwind uh, from the crazy week that we just had in whatever city we were at and then kind of just you know have a few pops make some wings just kind of really relax and enjoy the game and yell at the tv because my bets aren't hitting you know what i mean the (laughs) prop but yeah no normally it'd be super chill i again i try to get out of the city before uh before things got crazy so i could watch at home have you got any super bowl traditions chris traditions or predictions traditions uh traditions no not really not really if the pats are playing which you know often (laughs) i would um I would kind of wear the same shirt, you know, if something was going kind of good or bad, I'd sit in the same seat. Nothing really crazy about that. But uh, we would always do squares if I was at a party. Uh, and then I would just kind of, we would do some kind of random prop bets throughout the game, but nothing, nothing crazy like traditions or whatnot, you know?
1: I always like to do any uh, anytime touchdown on the defensive side. I always think that's a good bet to do.
2: Oh, that was a good one. What, what about the one a few years ago? Was it the the first uh, score of the game was a safety Uh, that hit, I think, uh, in the Giants Patriots, uh, round two, uh, and then uh, Broncos Seahawks. Seahawks. The first game was a safety, yeah, those are always fun because they pay out like 50 to one. That's crazy. No one, no (laughs) one expects a safety in the Super Bowl. It's kind of wild.
0: That's it, and we'll have to get into some more bets probably uh, later on in the chat. But, um, what, uh, what's it like, um, normally now on the show? Uh, planning for three hours a day, so like, you know, it's so you have so many things to cover. How how do you decide um, which topic is getting the most amount of time?
2: Uh, you know, it just kind of depends. We're, we're a lot of feeling the pulse, seeing what people are talking about on on Twitter, or what you know, just kind of what we're feeling in, on studio. I mean, look, it's Super Bowl week. Uh, We got the Bengals and the Rams, a team that hasn't been there in 30 plus years. We got the home team for the second year in a row, and we led our show on Tuesday talking about Tom Brady because, look, Tom Brady goes on his podcast less than a week after announcing his big retirement. And what does he say? (laughs) Never say never. Like, (laughs) Like, maybe I might come back like oh my God, like what an absolute bomb to drop Super Bowl week where this guy is home for a week and he's like, you know what? Maybe retirement wasn't everything that I thought it was going to be. Like You know, I know I'm married to a supermodel, but man, she can be kind of annoying. Like my, my, my perfect kids, man, they're kind of getting on my nerves. I need to go work out and throw the football around and like have an avocado smoothie and maybe see if I can, you know, maybe come back next year. Like that was crazy. So we led the show with that today because. It's the biggest story. So we kind of go with, you know, whatever the biggest story is. We talk about it pre-show and kind of come up with a plan for the rest of the day. Obviously, a lot of it depends on who our guests are that day. If we have anyone kind of coming in studio, we were able to have some great guests come in studio on Tuesday. Barry Sanders, Hall of Famer, Lions legend, was first up. So that's, uh, you know, once once you get somebody in there, you get somebody talking, we get the ball rolling you'd be surprised how fast three hours go. You kind of look down, you look up at your computer, all of a sudden, you know, we got 15 minutes left, and it's like, whoa, we could have done one, two, three more hours today. (laughs) Chris, you guys, as you mentioned, you guys have guests
3: on all the time, and they kind of run the gambit, don't they, all the way from celebrities to players, and that can be fine, but sometimes you come across really rough guests. Have you guys got, like... A code word or a system where this guy just doesn't want to talk. He's just rolling out one word answer, two word answers. Have you guys got a system, a code word or anything You're like, hey, let's, let's wrap this up. Let's get the next man in and get this yeah, show I, mo- moving again.
2: You know, we don't really have like a code word, but Rich and I, we've been doing this together, you know, a long time, 10 plus years now where we just kind of look at each other and we can kind of tell like, Ooh, this is wrist is like this is like pulling teeth, man. like this is kind of rough. You know, a couple of years ago at the Atlanta Super Bowl, Kyler Murray kind of got famous for for having just a real rough, rough go around the talk shows. Dan Patrick, he did it with us where you know, he was trying to be coy about, well, I might go play baseball or you know, I haven't decided if I'm gonna go pro yet. And we were all like, Seriously, bro, you're going to be the number one pick. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And it was just, you know, in that instance, you know, sometimes a guy's just getting bad advice from his team. You know, sometimes, like, he just doesn't know, you know, he doesn't have enough practice, you know, doing kind of the media thing to be a little bit savvy to kind of, hey, look, this is a give and take thing, man. Like, this is how your career is going to go. you got to kind of give them something. They give you something. They let you talk about your sponsor, whatever you're promoting, you know, and you got to kind of play the game. So, we don't have nothing, you know, it's not like uh, college football where they're, like, flashing up, like, cards on the sideline, you know, like, you know, like, go to break, cut, 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 you know, but, like, you know, we definitely know, and Rich is, like, you know, the best of the best, and uh, he's such a pro at, you know, look, okay, maybe I got to change up my interview strategy here where I kind of got to go in a different direction, somehow break the ice with this guy, like, loosen him up in some way, and uh, just to pull something, whether it's, you know, five six seven minutes uh but other times look you know like the guys who get it we had michael Irvin on today uh he's a guy who 100 gets it he's been doing it a long time and yeah. you could talk to irv for 20 30 minutes and you don't even realize it because you know he's really giving you the good stuff that's all sure, he's not right the, the
3: athletes are famous for being athletes not necessarily <laughs> for being media personalities yeah so yeah a, of course a Fine line.
2: Yeah. So when you come across someone who totally gets it, another guy we had, on, we had so many guests on Tuesday, but Cameron Jordan from the Saints, like this is a guy like when his career is over, you know, if he wants to do media, he's going to be able to do media because uh, he's so gregarious. He's so good at storytelling. He's just a guy with a lot of personality who has a lot of fun. And when you get those guys as guests, it makes your job as a host and, you know, a sidekick on what I do. Super, super easy.
1: Fionn, Chris isn't going to give away his code word on air today. Obviously, that would ruin the illusion.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't want guys to see your show and see this episode and be like, okay, he's doing the thing, guys. He's doing so the thing. Like, like, I'm the- I'm, really, I'm, really sucking as an interview guest. I really need to step it up. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, our moms who watch the show later aren't going to say anything. So you're all right. They won't be on the show. That's so funny. My mom texts me constantly during the show. Like, My mom, during this playoff run, has become like the biggest Joe Burrow fan. So I, I don't know what it is. Maybe because he looks like Macaulay Culkin and we just loved the home alone when we were kids. Like, I don't really know what it is, but she's just constantly texting me. So we had the Miz, the WWE superstar on today, and he's a diehard Browns fan, like super hardcore Cleveland. And he was saying how you know everyone asked me because I'm from Ohio, am I rooting for the Bengals? He's like, hell no, I'm not rooting for the Bengals. Like, I'm a Browns fan. And my mom is like, No, what is he talking about? I love Joe Burrow. I'm like, mom, like, calm down. It's just
0: a laugh. <laughs> you mentioned the uh, you mentioned about Kyler Murray there a little uh, while ago. Um, should we be paying uh, much more te- much attention oh to this uh, Instagram stuff? <laughs> oh like, God. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking this guy is in the last year of his rookie deal, yes, he just wants his contract, he's just looking to
2: you know push the boat out just a little bit. This has become my favorite story of Super Bowl week. This broke the other day. <laughs> This broke, what, Sunday night? Someone tweeted it out, but I didn't notice it until Monday morning. I love these stories. I love them. You want to know why? Because they really probably mean absolutely nothing. Like, (laughs) is Kyler Murray, of course, does he want to get paid? Does he want a new deal? Does he want Josh Allen money? Yes, we all do. You know what I mean? But for him to do this and not think that anyone was going to notice and not think that anyone was going to make a big deal about this, has he watched any sports talking head show in the last decade? Like, bro, this is what we do. We see something that's nothing and turn it into something. And especially it's Super Bowl week when the whole media world, the whole football world is watching this. You you just can't do something like that and not think that anyone's going to notice. And to only leave two pictures, like, look, I get it. You're dating someone, right? You have a ton of pictures. You've been dating for like a year and a half and something goes wrong and you break up. And you're like, all right, well, man, shoot, like, I'm going to have to delete some of these pictures because we're not together anymore. She cheated on me. I just want to get them out of here. So you go through and you kind of like carefully pick out which ones to delete. Maybe you it's a slow roll. You kind of like take your time and slowly delete a bunch of stuff. So not really everybody notices. You don't just unload your whole Instagram page at once. Like, somebody somebody, coach Kyler Murray up, like, honest, please. You like help. you her? think he's just
3: archived them? And then once he signs the <laughs> deal, he'll just unarchive them we'll all just put him just back straight yeah, back that, again.
2: That would be amazing. It would be, like, such an amateur move. But, like, I hope it's something <laughs> stupid like that. But, yeah, I was having fun with it yesterday. I was arguing with Cardinals fans. They were, like, Cardinals fans were all in my mentions. Like, oh, Patrick Peterson did this too. Chandler Jones doesn't follow the Cardinals. I'm like, bro. When Kyler Murray is the Bucks quarterback next year, come talk to me.
1: <laughs> are you saying Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are having a bit of a? Cliff Kingsbury might have cheated on Kyler, or
2: <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe he didn't invite him over to the to the bond <laughs> layer that Cliff is living at. These like you know, like, come on, come on. What are we doing? What are we I, doing? Don't know.
0: I don't know. But it's funny because we over here, what we'd compare that to is we have a little thing at. Uh, like if someone is uh, upset or something, they put out like, say, a vague Facebook status, or I guess you're mm-hmm. going to call it a meta status. And then someone would write under, and it's always, it's always, you okay, hun? You with okay, a question hun? Mark. <laughs> yeah. And then
2: they write underneath it, DM me.
0: No, nothing but snakes. You're
2: looking for attention. <laughs> just, just looking for attention, just fishing for something. And look, like yeah. I said, I, is this something probably not i mean come on is it just drama does he just want to get paid probably but man for this for this to happen during super bowl week we, like do this in april when nobody cares when nobody's paying attention about the nfl in may like then maybe like scrub your instagram but man could you imagine if kyler murray forces his way out now we got kyler murray we got Aaron Rodgers. We got Russell Wilson. Tom Brady is talking about maybe I want to come back a week after retiring. Like the offseason quarterback carousel is going to be nuts.
1: Tom just realized his golf game wasn't as good as he thought it would be.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, God, it's awesome. Uh,
0: but I think that's all we need to do to solve this Kyler Murray issue. I think, uh, Fionn, I think you're going to have to go to his Instagram. and Under the, one of the only pictures left, just text. Yes. Are you you're okay? Okay, hon. <laughs> yeah, you're
2: okay, hon. Just do it. Just,
0: just get in there and yeah. see if he responds. If he gets a DM me, yeah. And then just go at him and say, yeah, do it in April when us content creators actually need, con- <laughs> we need stuff. We need stuff. We don't need it this week. Yeah. We don't need it. We got, I got too much content this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, um, the other news this weekend, we spoke about it a little bit in the earlier part of the show, was the uh, the Brian Flores lawsuit. Um, and the sort of crazy text exchange with, with Bill Belichick getting hit the wrong Brian sort of mixed up, which is absolutely insane. But a, a, an angle that maybe isn't talked about a lot, um, maybe rightfully so, because it, it's not its not exactly to do with the racial side of it, is is the accusation that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross asked Flores to drop games to get themselves a better draft pick. And you look at it from the new betting side of things and how the NFL now is embracing the betting side and their new betting partners. If this was to become true, you know, there's a lot at stake in that side of things. Again, it's a secondary issue because obviously the the racial part is more uh, important when it comes to it. But this is another big issue that the NFL could face because of it.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, Brian Flores has made some pretty heavy accusations. Uh, we all know there's the Rooney rule is, is problematic. There's, there's not enough, uh, head coaches of color or assistant coaches of color or front office members of color in the national football league. I think we all can agree on that. Uh, one of the, the, the story that kind of hit me was, was what you mentioned. This is an NFL owner essentially attempting to fix games really. Um, and now that the NFL has fully embraced gambling, it's a gigantic issue. And if this is true, I don't see how Stephen Ross uh, can be the owner of the Miami Dolphins anymore. It's really, it's really that plain and simple to me.
0: Yeah, and sort of the, looking at this now, with the Dolphins, they, they've hired Mike McDaniel. And, and I want to ask about the sort of head coach vacancies we've seen this year. And sort of ties in, of course, with this as well, because Lovie Smith obviously was the only um sort of black um, person who was hired um, in this round of vacancies. Obviously, Mike McDaniel has the, the, the minority background as well. But have you looked at any of these uh, vacancies that have been filled? Because all of them have been, obviously, apart from the Kevin O'Connell one, which can't be announced until after the Super Bowl. But is there anyone that you're looking at and you're thinking, those two were a perfect match together? Or is there any that you're thinking, like, oh, this is going to end a disaster?
2: Well, I don't know. I, I'm really curious how Josh McDaniels is going to do in Las Vegas. That's the one that kind of has me the most curious, just because I know Josh so well as being a Patriots fan. Uh, we all know his first go around as a head coach uh, ended kind of disastrously in Denver. And you just look at it's, it's one, it's another situation where a guy's getting his second shot and, uh, You know, the most perfect example of someone getting their second shot is Bill Belichick. Uh, Nick Saban, his second shot uh, at the – well, his third shot, I guess, in the college ranks, turned Alabama into a powerhouse. But this second go-around for head coaches, Pete Carroll, massive success, his second go-around. It seems to go much better, you know, like I said, the second time around. Guys have that experience under their belt. They know what mistakes not to make the second time around plus Josh is going to a situation where I don't understand a lot of the Derek Carr slander. Like I think he's a really good player. He's a really, he's got a big live arm and he's, he's a leader. He's a guy, you know, players like to play with and rally behind and play for. And I'm really curious how McDaniels is going to do in Oakland. Um, tough division, obviously with Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert, Denver doesn't really know who their starting quarterback is uh, at the moment. Is that a Aaron Rodgers landing spot? Would Brady come out of retirement to go to Denver? Fun things we'll talk about in the next few months. But yeah, I think I look at that situation in. in I, I always want to say Oakland. I look at that situation in Las Vegas, and I think, hmm, they were a playoff team, so that's that's the that's the basement for Josh McDaniels. Like you got to make the playoffs, and now you got to win playoff games. Mm-hmm. And uh, given it's his second shot, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well,
0: it's uh, it's going to be impossible to to draft Tebow this year, so I think he's going to be okay in
2: that sense, I think. I think think (laughs) you're right. Tim Tebow not walking through that door. (laughs)
0: Well, you never know. He could show up at a tight end. end (laughs) 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 I don't know. Do the the Raiders need a backup tight end to Darren Waller, maybe?
2: Maybe. I mean, he he wasn't really able to finish the season. Also, can you just – Can we just talk about how big of a disaster Jacksonville was? Like, I still can't get over all the stuff that happened there. But good luck to Doug Peterson. I mean, look, anytime you get to coach a guy like Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, universal number one pick last year, you know, he was bad. He was bad last year, but he had a bad situation around him. He had bad coaches. He didn't have the great teammates. All due respect, you know, not a, not a lot of weapons. It's tough when, you know, your first round running back, your former teammate gets hurt. Uh, then you got your coach jerking around, James Robinson. So, you know, I'm excited to see what Doug Peterson could do with Trevor Lawrence because I really like him as a player. I really want to see him succeed and do well, and I want to see him, you know, you know, get to the playoffs and, and get that big national stage because, you know, he we know he can do it did in college uh, number one pick for a reason so I'm excited for to see what the Doug can do with Trevor Lawrence
3: after the uh, the Jaguars kind of scandal let's call it a coaching is it time to just stop hiring college coaches to the NFL and and just work through like <laughs> assisting coaches like first time head yeah. coaches yeah. college just don't work.
2: Yeah, it was Matt Rule's kind of struggling, and in, in mm-hmm. Carolina too, he was sort of like on the hot seat, so to speak. I I don't think it's time to just like not hire like college coaches. Obviously, there are some examples of guys working. You know, Pete Carroll we mentioned first and yeah. foremost, but um, no, no, I don't I don't think we should do that. But we, there is look, we need need to figure out some tor- a sort of coaching, you know, pipeline, if if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, we just, need, we just need to hire more minority head coaches. I think it's just plain and simple. We need to give these guys a shot and we need to give them some leash. Like it's, it's too often. Like these are the, those are the guys who only get one or two years. And then why, why is that? Like, let's get them, you know, three, four, five seasons, let them get their system. Let them get the players that they want. And let's see, let's see how they can do. Like they deserve it just as much as any other white head coach or what have you. It's, that, that's the biggest thing that we need to really focus on when it comes to head coaches.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with Chris. I seen a tweet there the other day, and it was that um, uh, coaches of color were more likely to be let go within one or two years of their yeah. a bad Absolutely. stint, whereas the whiter coaches aren't, aren't seeing that, which is it's not good for the NFL.
2: Absolutely. It's, it's not good at all for the NFL. It's not good for sports in general, you know. Uh, obviously happy that Lovey Smith is back in the NFL. He's proven himself uh, over many, many years, took a team to a Super Bowl in Chicago. Um, but why was David Cully fired in the first place? Like One and done. Like Give David Cully a chance to get down there and, and run his system and be a head coach after mm-hmm. paying his dues for so many years in the National Football League. Uh, he had that team playing well at the end of the season. Davis Mills has proven he can be a starter in, in the NFL. So, you know, we got a long way to go. Um, I'm not a person in charge, or else I would be. I would be doing my part as well. But all I can do is talk about it uh, and see that hopefully someday change does come that is much needed.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, let's look ahead uh, to the game then on Sunday. Uh, let's do it. And- what uh, matchup are you looking forward to most?
2: Oh, my gosh. Can the Bengals def- offensive line block anyone? Not not specifically Aaron Donald or Von Miller because we know they're coming. Just block anybody. Like, Can they block you? Can they block me? <laughs> uh, Jay, J- all you guys. Like, We could probably get a handful of sacks on Sunday, but are they going to be able to at least slow these guys down enough so that Joe Burrow can do something magical because we know he can. Uh, Also, look, it's hard not to get excited about Jalen Ramsey versus Jamar Chase. Like, that is going to be so exciting. And then on the other side, can the other guys defend Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins? Like, that's going to be, it's going to be wild, man. It's going to be wild. I'm so excited for this game. And I want, I've, I've been trying all week. It's only Tuesday. I've been trying all last week and this week. To talk myself into taking the Bengals, I don't know if I'm there yet, but it's still early.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. The Rams are four point favorites. Do you think that's a fair line, or
2: uh, is it four? Or is it four and a half still? Has it gone down?
1: It was, it was four last time I checked, which was an hour ago, maybe.
2: Okay, all right. So it's kind so it was four and a half. I don't know. I think that's kind of fair. Look, the Rams are at home and Sleep in their same beds. We can make jokes about it all you want, but it, that stuff does matter. Uh, same locker rooms, same routine. Nothing really changes for the Rams, and that, you know that's important. Whereas Cincinnati, I think, got to LA on Tuesday. Um, I don't know. The thing about Cincinnati is, like, I bet them. I bet against them every single game in the playoffs, and I've lost every single time. So yeah. I I think I'm done doing that. Like they get down by 10 points and it's nothing to them. They're like Joe Burrow's like, cool. That's all right. We're coming back. You know, crazy way possible. They have the most explosive. I mean, I don't want to disrespect Cooper cup like that, but Jamar chase, what this guy can do. He gets in the open field. He, I've never seen a wide receiver make so many guys. It's not making guys miss like, like Tyree kill, you know, it's breaking tackles on his way to 70 yard touchdowns um is four four and a half is probably a good line I, I i'm interested to see where the late money comes in uh over the weekend as we get closer to kickoff uh it's funny the total really hasn't changed it's been what 48 and a half 49 the whole time right it seems quite low actually seems quite low it seems quite low 49 and and a half right now yeah if oh, you're telling okay it's gone up it's gone up a little bit then if you're telling me these teams can't score more than seven touchdowns i would be very surprised I don't
0: know. I think I'm kind of a fan on the under in this game. Really? If it can get to 49 and a half, I, I will 100% bet the under.
3: See, Dara Dara has done his research, and he's found that the Rams are really, really bad at scoring in the second half. So ah. if they don't get their share of those seven touchdowns in the first half, he's thinking, okay, maybe that's
2: where I see. Going. I see. You know what the bet actually might be? It might be just to tease the under and the Bengals, right? Get 10 and a half for Cincinnati. And then push that over to what 55 and a half. I think that's a good bet. That's yeah, not bet bad. Bad
0: at all. Not a bad bet at all.
2: Taking um, note.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, would you have any other sort of prop bets that you do sort of like to put on when it comes to the Super Bowl Sunday?
2: Yeah, the Super Bowl's so fun. So I do a um, I do a little prop bet league with some of my uh, some of my buddies here. And like we just started our draft. Uh, you know, we do anthem time. We do uh, color Gatorade. We do first penalty of the game, first penalty of the second half, uh, first player to catch two passes, uh, first touchdown of each half. We do kind of that that kind of fun stuff. Uh, we like to bet on commercials. Like, will there be there will there be more drink commercials or automobile commercials? I think what you're going to see this year, you're going to see a lot of crypto commercials. I have a feeling we're going to see quite a few of those. I still can't get over how weird and dumb that Matt Damon one is. I just like <laughs> I just I just have no idea what he's looking at and like he he gets the phrase wrong like no one says fortune favors the brave. It's like fortune favors the bold. Like so much confuses me about that. But yeah, we'll we'll bet on all kinds of stuff. Um uh first play call I think of, of each half. It's just kind of, you know, just dumb stuff like that. Just anything to get a little action and get a little little juice going what are you guys like what's what's your guys's you bet the coin toss
1: i always bet the coin toss i always bet the national anthem but i can never trust it because i am not gonna time it myself and i have to trust the the bookies to to make yeah. the correct time and i never got it right so i don't even know if they're doing
2: it right and you know I, I was looking at the anthem time this year um so it's mickey guyton who's a country singer she's singing it and the total time is like 95 and a half seconds like a minute and a half, it's so low. Because in the past, the anthem has gone over two minutes.
1: I remember a couple of years ago, I don't I don't remember who was singing, but before I was checking, I was doing my research on the bet, and I had checked their previous national anthem songs and oh, other yeah. other things to see if I was right. And every one of them was over, and
2: I bet the uh, the over, and obviously it went under. <laughs> I was YouTubing Mickey Guyton anthem in commercial breaks today. Like, that, like, that's how degenerate I am, just to get any edge. Heads or tails? I always go heads. tails never failed except it did fail it failed in the (laughs) playoffs like both times the bills the bills went tails never fails
0: well that's that's why it's going to change on sunday Well, you know there's (laughs) one i don't know if there's anyone that's going to do it but i wonder what odds you could get on seeing either during the halftime show either a two-pack or a biggie smalls hologram
2: oh yeah no (laughs) i i've i've heard of that one i think I kind of think no. I would bet no on those. Okay. What about one that I just popped in no. my
3: head there? Given how close the playoffs have been, almost historically close, what about overtime? Can you, can you bet on whether or not they're going go to go? Yeah. Overtime yeah. Oh, winning? yeah. You can definitely bet over. That, Usually, that overtime nice...
2: is, is something like 10 or 12 to one or something.
3: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> Excuse me. I could be a so. nice one.
3: Could be a nice one.
2: Yeah. That's a nice one overtime goal first, goal to end first the game. score is always good yeah first score yeah. either first you know for field goal or the last yeah. score yeah I, I
3: usually just stick with like the standard ones i've been doing over the yeah. over the course of the season maybe a couple of anytime touchdown scores and yeah and maybe an over under on passing yards for a quarterback and I don't got yeah, too mad on it.
2: That one's nice. Like the three consecutive scores by a, a certain team, those are always good. Uh, one of the player props I really love this year is under yards rushing for Cam Akers. He has gone under in all three playoff games. And I don't, I think that trend's going to continue.
1: Did he not have a shoulder injury? Like, uh, that, I think he was recently taken off the injury report, but that still yeah. could be niggling him a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Another one I saw that's been hitting recently is Joe Mixon receiving yards. That one is, uh, that was a pretty good one as well.
0: Yeah, that's actually a good one. Well, tell us, Chris, um, we won't take up much more of your time who, um, if we have to uh, – if we ha- if you have to choose now, because I know you said you've been building up to the Bengals. Yeah. If you have to choose right now, who is winning Sunday?
2: I think the Rams win the game, but it's going to be close. I think, like you guys said, I think uh, if you look at the playoff, historically close, uh, what every single game in the last two rounds has been a field goal winning, aside, aside from the Chiefs walk-off in overtime. Uh, so that's what, five out of six games have been decided by a field goal. I think it's a field goal game. I think it's kind of a last second type deal. Matt Gay hits a game winner uh, and the Rams win at home, but the Bengals cover the spread. How about that?
0: That's good. I like that. that. That's good. Actually, one bet that just popped into my head Evan McPherson has been. Um, oh, the
2: overfield goals, right? One has, and a half?
0: Yeah, no, he hasn't actually missed one in the in the playoffs he will miss one on sunday
2: oh (laughs) yeah! you could probably get plus money i bet you get plus money on him missing a field goal right probably would. i think
0: i think so i think so but listen chris thanks so much for taking the time to speak it was really really appreciated and uh, we hope you enjoy the game on sunday
2: yeah yeah Darfion and jake appreciate you guys having me on good luck did you guys make your picks yet what uh what do we got
0: not yet, not, not yet. yet. You gotta, you okay. gotta wait and All watch right.
2: the show. All right, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait till the very end. Uh, hopefully, you know we uh, we match up, and I, and I think we might. All right, guys, enjoy the game. Appreciate it. Thanks, you too. Chris. You too. Thanks,
0: Chris. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be speaking to more guests and looking ahead to Sunday show.